We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The names behind the numbers. The stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast with John Little. I haven't put it on a uniform in two years. So just to think about, like I was uh, joking with my teammates the other day, I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, how do I wear my hair? Do I wear undershirt? Do I don't? So, you know, just very excited and I can't wait. The biggest newsmakers, the best storytellers, the Her Hoop Stats podcast. Here's your host, John Little. Welcome into the Her Hoop Stats Podcast. This is John Little. Thank you so much for being here, and I've missed you, and I just am so blessed to be able to get back with you on this little show before the NCAA basketball season starts this week. How can you not be thankful for that? Hey, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. As always, we ask you to do that. If you like the show today, if you've liked any of them before, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, or you know, just subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we always appreciate that. I just wanted to say off the top, obviously, I've been a little more sporadic here recently on getting out podcasts on a really uh, consistent basis, and I apologize for that. But you know, just this time has hit all of us in different ways. I know for each and every one of us, it has been a tough time, a rough season, no different for me. I won't get into specifics, but it has been a rough time. And so I just appreciate everybody's patience, including our executive producer and the the man that owns Her Hoop Stats, Aaron Barzilai, for his help during this time. And everybody else picking up the slack along the way with the Unplugged podcasts with, um, you know, the courtside podcasts. That's what keeps us going as well. But man, I do love doing these interview shows. I just uh, apologize to you. I haven't been able to do it as much as I've wanted to. Now, moving on to our guest today, 
really cool, interesting conversation today because uh, we're getting the chance to talk uh, to Brooke Wyckoff, the interim head coach at Florida State, and also one of her newest players, yet a player that's been around the program for the last couple of years, Isabella Nicoletti. And this is just a great opportunity. There's so much to talk about here because Isabella is finally going to be able to start her career at Florida State after a pair of torn ACLs, tore them in both knees over the last few years in the offseason. And finally, this week, um, on Wednesday, she's going to be able to start her career. So how cool is that? Now, Sue Samarau, the head coach at Florida State, uh, for a long time, we had her on the show uh, back earlier this summer, and you can find that conversation if you scroll back just a little bit. She decided to take a leave of absence from the head coaching role. Her mother is dealing with cancer right now, and, and she wants to make sure to be there for her. And so thankfully, she's got a great associate head coach in Coach Wyckoff that she can turn to and say, hey, take over the reins here. And that's exactly what she's doing uh, this year. And it is obvious that things are going to be all right with Florida State. So without further ado, really appreciate the time with both interim head coach Brooke Wyckoff and Isabella Nicoletti. Welcome back into the Her Hoop Stats podcast, and we are so pleased to be able to check in with the Florida State program. Again, we've got interim head coach Brooke Wyckoff with us, and also Isabella Nicoletti, who is coming off of a couple of knee injuries and ready to start her career as a Florida State Seminole. Thank you both so much for the time. Thanks for having us. I'm excited. So excited to talk to you guys. Thank you so much. And Coach Wyckoff, I'll uh, chat with you first. And, and I, I talked to Sue over the summer, and it was just a terrific conversation. Obviously, all of us have been through so much during 2020. You know, with her mother's illness, it, it's no different for her. Uh, what's the process been like in, in transitioning to the interim head coach spot? Well, it's been uh, somewhat of a longer, drawn-out process, and really the slowdown with COVID, due to COVID, um, and not being able to do our normal uh, summer recruiting and workouts with the team here in town and all of those things kind of allowed this process to take shape in, in a way that uh, was well thought out, was um, you know timely and 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 the timing was really was really good and we were very conscious of that and so really it, it was just understanding you know what the world was really going to be or trying to understand what the world would look like once the school year rolled around and once we started being able to practice and get towards the season and, and coach Sue just really you know understanding that the priority would be her mother and that COVID restrictions and things like that wouldn't allow her to be able to to be with us as much during the season and be available for her mother. So she made the decision, which we all supported, which was to put family first. And, um, and it's been, you know, a, a learning curve and a process, but uh, the players have been amazing just with going with the flow and continuing to just be all in with Florida state women's basketball and excited for whatever is to come next. What were the positives that came out of the offseason? Because Coach Samarau talked very deeply about and in great reverence and, um, you know, positivity about what you guys went through over the summer. 
obviously not only with COVID, but then also with um, the education and the open discussions about social injustice, racial injustice, and the things um, that kind of brought the team together. In what way was that a positive this summer? Exactly what you just said and what you and Coach Sue talked about was just the the slowing down that COVID kind of forced us all to do and to really have the time to to look at what was going on around us. Um, obviously, just the shock of the pandemic and the, the impact that was having on people's lives, uh, people's families, people's careers and jobs. Um, and also, as you mentioned, the social injustices that have been going on for decades and, and just all of that, those things that brought that to the forefront, really um, our team dove into all of that and, and going through that and discussing and talking through those types of things, talking through what gratitude means and the, the gratitude that we have, that we all have now that we can just practice on a certain day because it was taken away from us. Um, thankfulness for health and life really prepared this team, I believe, for that next change um, with Coach Sue taking a step back. We were prepared for, you know, just to be thankful for what we have and who's with us and and for family and to to move forward no matter what's going on around us. And Isabella Nicoletti is with us as well. And Isabella, I know it's been three very different um, off seasons for you, and this is yet another very different off season. Um, but from a player's perspective, what was it like this summer just going through the strengthening process of the program, that bonding process, even though you weren't playing games? It was uh it was definitely different. You know, we every summer we always are able to hang out as a team and just, you know, get closer to our teammates and everything. But then this year with COVID, everything had to be, you know, through Zoom and we had this, you know, team bonding and everything, but everything was online. We as everybody know, we have three new players. So that was kinda tough having to, you know, kind of meet them and starting to know them through a computer screen. But I was so excited to come back. You know, I've been waiting for this for two years. So for me, even though it wasn't normal, it wasn't like it was the past few years. For me, I was so excited and I took advantage of everything. You know, give us a sense of what it's like for the team right now, just with this transition. I would I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. You know, with, uh, you know, the coaching staff being in place for a long time, obviously Coach Wyckoff uh, being there for now just about a decade, uh, not all, uh, as, a, as a coach, not to mention she was a player before that. I would guess that it's not too much of a hiccup for Coach Sue to step back in this case. But tell us how you feel about it. Uh, it's definitely not. I mean, uh when I was recruited here, Brooke was a huge part of everything. So having Coach Sue taking this uh, step back for me personally, it wasn't a huge, you know, a huge deal. Of course, everybody missed Coach Sue, and but she's still, you know, she's still around. She's always texting and calling us and make sure she's checking on us. But Brooke does an amazing job, and I think everybody have a huge trust on her. So it hasn't been that much of a difference. 
Well, for those that aren't familiar with your game, or maybe they've just forgotten a tick, you were this number 16 overall player in the ESPNW rankings back in the 2018 class. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Coach Wyckoff here. Coach Wyckoff, what did you guys like about Isabella as she was coming out of her high school days? Well, the first thing you notice about Isabella is her passion for the game, uh, just her energy on the floor. Uh, she's an exciting player to watch, and she was in high school. I mean, she just she gives the fans what they want, which is uh, someone who loves to push the ball to the floor, to to shoot, to score, to get excited, um, you know, to play high tempo, all of those things. It was just it was she was magnetic. Uh, and she still is. And what we didn't necessarily see right off the bat, just watching her play uh, in games was, and what we know now is that Isabella is one of the hardest workers uh, you will ever meet. Um, she is someone that is not going to let anything stop her, <laughs> no matter what, no matter if it's an injury, um, someone telling her that, you know, she can't do this or that. Uh, just anything she is going to work. And and that's what she's done despite whatever she's gone through these past two years, um, injuries and, and the like. And so she is back and has been an amazing addition to this team, uh, her energy, her work ethic, as I said, and just her ability to play basketball. She's an excellent shooter. Um, she can play multiple positions and, you know, we're just we're so thankful and truly excited that she's back out on the floor with us um, this season. And it's great to be able to tell her story and just be able to, you know, in a in a time where, uh, you know, we're talking about transfers and, you know, new faces and new places. She's kind of a uh, new face for you guys, so to speak. She's kind of uh, your big transfer this year, even though she's been in the program. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It feels like she is a new face, although she's not, which which is a great combination to have. It's exciting to have her as an addition on the floor, but also to have someone stepping onto the floor for the first time who's been around our program uh, and our system for the last two years and who is pretty comfortable in it uh, and knows it and, and knows our team, knows our culture and uh, her teammates trust her and know who she is. All of those things combined uh, just to make your debut on the actual basketball court is a huge, huge plus. And so, yeah, we're, we're everyone. I mean, I get so many questions about Isabella, as I should, um, because everyone just knows that uh, we got a lot to look forward to with her in a Seminole jersey. Uh, it's really exciting. Well, Isabella, uh, you are scheduled to make your debut on Wednesday, November 25th against Florida A&M. It's less than a week away now. What are your feelings when you think about putting on that jersey for the first time, stepping onto that floor as a player for the first time? I think, to be honest, it's just a huge excitement. Like, every time I think about it, I get a little nervous. It's just, you know, I haven't put it on a uniform in two years so just to think about like I was uh, joking with my teammates the other day I was like I don't even know what to do like how do I wear my hair do I wear undershirt do I don't so it's just you know just very excited and I can't wait I think um, for the past two years I wasn't able to physically do a lot but mentally I think I grew a lot and I'm just excited to be able to show down the court 
We can hear it in your voice, and I'm sure the listeners can, you know, kind of see, can imagine your face right now. It sounds like you're beaming from ear to ear just thinking about it, because I know it's been a rough road for you. Right knee ACL in 2018, the left ACL in 2019, those were both in the summer, so you really didn't even get into the flow of of doing anything. Um I guess, you know, so we don't have to go back so far. What was just your reaction after already tearing one ACL to have the exact same thing happen just on the other knee the next year? That was a summer ago back in 2019. What was that like for you? Uh, It was for sure, you know, a really sad time. I think uh, after the first ACL, you know, I – kind of was like okay it happened like I'm gonna work through it so it was a very tough year that 2018 year but then I came back and we started summer and I was just excited to finally be able to be on the court and then during one of the summer's workout I tore it again and that was just devastating you know but I think what did help was that I had already went through one so I kind of knew everything. I knew how, you know, how the timeline, I knew how, how the pain was going to go and everything. So it was definitely tough and it was very, very hard on my, you know, mental side. But I went through it and I'm just now I kind of try to forget about it and just look forward for good things. What changes have gone on in your body besides your knees that you feel might help you down the line. You know, I know sometimes players feel like after their knees get repaired that they can come back stronger just with the way, uh, you know, athletic training and medicine has progressed over the years, that they can come back stronger when they're concentrating on their body. So tell us a little bit about that, what you've tried to do and, and what you're excited about with your body. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, before I got her, I never really did a lot of rehab and just, uh, you know, stretches and all of those little things. I didn't think it mattered as much. And then after going through two injuries, now that's that became a huge part in my life, just focusing on things that I never thought about it before, just uh, different stretches and just on the weight training, just making sure, you know, I get my quads stronger and my hamstrings with before I never really did that and also for me something that it was very different was my diet uh I felt like when I got her I focused a lot on just like make sure my uh, my whole body was health and that you know the way I was eating and everything I was doing it was for the better so I think that was also a huge change just being able to focus on those little things that before my injury I used to not focus on it. Now, you are from Brazil. Who were some of your biggest influences as a, a young player or, or growing up and picking up the game? Yeah, so growing up, you know, I always I wanted to play in America. That was for sure one of my dreams. So I was always watching players from America. I remember since a young age, I always uh, liked to watch Gianna Tarazzi. She's probably one of my favorite players. And then also Sue Bird. They were just two great players. And then when Brazil went to uh, the Olympics, uh, one of our players that was a huge part of Brazil winning everything, um, her name is Paula. She, um, you know, I did interviews with her. I did workouts with her back home. And she was somebody that I always used to watch video and just try to learn a lot from her. I I love the bio. By the way, um, 
it, it, I just want to give SIDs a shout out because SIDs deserve shout outs. I just want to say that they help me so much. And you guys have a tremendous website that help, uh, you know, kind of break down who you are and everything. And I, I just love some of the things that you had to say in your bio. But one of the things I wanted to point out, especially with the era we're in with COVID-19 and just how tough it's been right now, is that, you know, for a, a lot of your, you know, young adult life here, you've been, you know, separated from your family. What's that been like for you? And, and how do you how do you keep up with them? And and I guess just what's your hope for the future as far as, you know, being able to connect with them more down the line? Yeah, so growing up, I was always very close to my family. You know, my sister, my mom, they're my best friends. My dad was always, you know, the guy that used to go with me to work out. And I, you know, loved them so much. But, you know, when I come to America, I kind of had to choose between staying home with my family and following my dream. And my family supported me. And they're like, no, like, if that's your dream, you have to go and, you know, go for it. So, Having to leave them, it was probably one of the hardest things I ever did in my entire life. And I miss them every day. Thank you, you know, for technology. So I'm able to keep up. I FaceTime my mom and my dad pretty much every day. We have WhatsApp, which we always text back and forth. And that's what, you know, helped me just staying connected with them. And for the future, hopefully my dream is to, you know, of course, play professional basketball and if I can ever get a green card and be able to stay and live in America and then bring my family here so they can live with me so I can have you know my dream of playing basketball and my dream of having my family living here and it seems like this is just the start of that Uh, you know and coach Wyckoff I I know you bragged on her just a little bit earlier but just the determination to go through this to do it while separated from you know, the the biggest influences in your life. And obviously, I'm sure she's plugged into your program and and the coaches and you guys become surrogate parents and all that sort of thing. What kind of mental fortitude does that take? A huge amount. When we stop and think about what our international student athletes do uh, and, and go through and sacrifice to be here, to be a part of our program, uh, and is it's amazing to me, and I that and I I played overseas, but I did it after college to do something like what Isabella has done to come here um, as a high school student, and then to commit to playing all these years in, in college and and not being able to see her family at such a young age, it just speaks volumes about her passion for this game and her passion for following her dreams and, and and chasing after what she wants. And we're just so happy that she's here. Um, And we do try to be that family away from family, but there is no, there is no replacing it. And so we definitely, you know, appreciate her sacrifice and not being able to go home during COVID. I mean, we have um, two other uh, international players on our team as well that have, that have, not been able to see family because of COVID and won't be able to see family over Christmas. So um, it's about more than just basketball with us, but we just, we really appreciate them and who they are and the, the commitment they have to this seminal family and basketball program. Well, you guys are coming off a, a, another successful season, but of course there is star power and there is firepower 
to replace uh, when you talk about uh, losing uh, top three leading scorers, I guess, and, uh, you know, other role players as well that uh, really helped you guys along and, and have helped it be a really uh, a good season uh, for your team. So with that in mind, what's the focus going into this year uh, with the coaching transition and the player transition? How has it developed and, and what do you hope for your team early this season? Well, first and foremost, as I mentioned earlier, we've just really focused on gratitude and being really just in as in the moment as we can be that no matter what, no matter, you know, 2020, whatever it's brought us, just looking at our team of, okay, we, we lost these three, these three great players. Nobody expects anything of us. Uh, we have an interim head coach, all of those things. It's like, there's all of that out there. We're just happy and thankful for this opportunity to be here, which helps us to take things day by day. We have no idea uh, what tomorrow will bring. We have no idea, really. Nobody knows until we play that first game next Wednesday what our team's going to look like. We can guess and we can. I have my ideas of, of how things are going to go, but um, we don't know. So staying in the moment uh, and working as hard as we can on what we've been asked to do in that moment, that's been our focus um, as coaches and players of just getting better with what we've been asked to do today. Um, and so what I can tell you is that we have a really hungry team. We have a lot of players like Isabella, who's been waiting on the sidelines to actually be able to step on the floor. We have a lot, a whole bunch of other players as well that have been on the floor and waiting for their turn um, to step into a bigger role on both ends of the floor. So we have a hungry team that has worked really, really hard throughout these months and is just ready to get going and show the world uh, what they can do. What are we going to see as fans when we watch the games this year? Because uh, what it looked like uh, when we watched the WNBA this season, it was obviously very different with the the stations for um, the the bench. You know, everybody was really spread out. Everybody had their own, you know, six by six foot space. Um, So what is it going to look like at the collegiate level this year? It will look similar to that. Our bench setup it we it's been modeled after the WNBA and NBA with the rows of bench seats and the spaced out um seats you'll see the players unlike the NBA and WNBA because we're not in a bubble you'll see everybody on the bench in a mask the only people that can be without masks on the are those that are on the floor so coaches will all be in masks any player that's not playing on the floor will be in a mask um, and obviously the, the fan situation will look different. Thankfully, uh, in, in our arena, we are planning on having fans, obviously socially distanced and not as many, but in other arenas, there, there won't be any. <laughs> so uh, we're trying to, to get prepared for that as well. It is a mental adjustment to play in that kind of atmosphere um, and to be game ready and not have to re- not be able to rely on the kind of the juice in the arena to get you going. You got to it's all it's got to come from within and within and from each other. So we've been preparing for that, too. But, hey, we'll be playing basketball. And that's that's the most important thing, I, I think. We'll be excited for that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 94 feet, uh, you know, basket to basket, it'll all look uh, the same. Well, Coach, thank you so much for your time today. Good luck this season in your new expanded role. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you, John. It's a pleasure being on. And Isabella, thank you as well. We're so excited to see you on the floor. We wish you happiness and health and just uh, thank you for the joy you brought to this conversation today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That's the interim head coach at Florida State, Brooke Wyckoff, along with Isabella Nicoletti, a point guard that is going to start her career for Florida State coming up on Wednesday, and I certainly wish them the best. Stay tuned for more action on the Her Hoop Stats podcast over the coming weeks. We do have some things lined up for you, and of course, and of course, we're going to be bringing you unplugged podcasts and other features here on the feed, so don't go anywhere. Subscribe, rate, and review. It always helps. If you have any questions or a suggestion on a guest or anything like that, just reach out, podcast at herhoopstats.com, podcast at herhoopstats.com. Uh, we'll get back to you immediately. Uh, we just love hearing from the listeners. The executive producer of the Her Hoop Stats podcast is Aaron Barzilai. Our music by Jared Deck, jareddeckmusic.com, and Susie Solis is our announcer. I'm John Little, reminding you, at the Her Hoop Stats podcast, we are unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats. Her Hoop Stats.